Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 90. Define what done looks like. And I love this because it relates on so many levels. And I also hope that it helps you. And this comes again from the book Effortless. Uh, In the last episode, I spoke about it from Greg McKeown. Make it easier to do what matters most. Define what done looks like. And there was a quote I was reading there. Past a certain point, more effort doesn't produce better performance. It sabotages our performance. And I'm going to read a quick story that he referenced in here. And then, of course, I'll get into, uh, you know, some of the, the things that you can do to define what done looks like. Um, but the overarching theme is that if you don't know clearly what you would like to achieve from a particular outcome, the goalpost will always be moving. It will be. And if you're not clear on what you want, then even the people helping you to hopefully make it happen can also become overwhelmed with your lack of clarity. Okay. Um, As a business owner, uh, an agency owner, I can tell you countless times when people came to us and they knew what that they needed something and I knew what they needed. And I knew exactly what they like would be the most advantageous to them, but they were not clear themselves. So they never really knew what done looked like, which is exactly why in the very beginning of every project, here's how it works for any of you business owners, especially your service providers. uh, What we would do in the beginning is we'd have a 15 minute intro call and then we would do what we call a... um, a blueprinting session that would usually take about an hour, hour and a half. And, you know, we would charge for that as well. And we would basically have the people, it's actually quite genius when you think about it. And it was, it was started by somebody that I was, I've I've been working with for quite some time um, in the agency. And so, um, but we would ask like, Hey, what's everything that, what are all the things that you have and how you deliver services to the people and how you serve the people in general? And, you know, what are the different things that they come to you for? Everything. They would tell us everything. We would then in real time blueprint everything out in terms of what the most efficient, optimized customer or client process would look like. I mean, it was just beautiful to look at too. And so in doing that, you can see what done looks like from the very beginning. Now, did that stop clients from constantly wanting to add all kinds of things? No. Uh, the more research they did or like meaning like they'd see somebody else doing something different or this or that, you know, and they would constantly compare or they would just, you know, they'd be nervous or, you know, and then, and then even outside the agency, I saw this with big clients when I would do private clients at a very big, you know, um, corporate level. And even though we would do all the strategy and execution, if they weren't necessarily comfortable themselves or clear every single time sabotage, it's just so much sabotage. So, um, and I, I mean, I should probably do a whole episode on just like the amount of times I have seen corporate people sabotage shit. It's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. And again, I, looking back, 
I have empathy because literally what it was is they just they weren't clear or they didn't understand something. And when you don't understand something, uh, you you could be very nervous and uh, and uh, lack giving direction. And I completely understand that. I get that. So you have to make make yourself clear. Now, he he talks about in the book. I'm going to read this quick story. He says, 400 years ago, Gustav II, the king of Sweden, saw the vital need to upgrade his armada of ships. He wanted to protect his people from the growing naval powers that surrounded them. His attention was drawn to building a giant military warship. He found a shipbuilder, Heinrich Hybertsen, and tasked him to build what became known as the Vasa. This project was of utmost importance to King Gustav, so much so that he allocated a forest of 1,000 trees to provide the lumber for the project. He opened the royal coffers too. He was assured... He, he assured Hybertson that he would have an almost unlimited budget to complete the project successfully. Unfortunately, the king did not have a clear vision of what the final product would look like. Or rather, he kept changing his vision of what the final product would look like. At first, the ship was to be 108 feet long with 32 cannons on deck. Later, the length was changed to 120 feet, even though the lumber had already been cut to the original specifications. But no sooner had Heinrich's team made the necessary adjustments than the target shifted again. This time, the king decided that the ship needed to be 135 feet long. The cannon requirements changed as well. Instead of 32 cannons in a single row, he asked for 36 cannons in two rows, plus another 12 cannons, 48 mortars, and 10 other smaller caliber weapons. I'm going to take a pause here from the story and say, I cannot tell you how many times on any kind of project this has happened over and over and over again. Now, uh, for any of you business owners and uh, entrepreneurs and service providers, I can tell you a great way to combat this is letting your client know up front tell them up front listen if we're all good with this if there are any changes or additions an addendum will be made and the cost of the project will have to change so that's one way to kind of combat coming off target just so you guys are aware and another one is you can say um, we will only do so many revisions it will not be adding upgrades or you get a one-time upgrade or, or there's there's different ways to to mitigate knowing the inconsistency of people who are not clear so I want to say that moving on with the story tremendous effort was exerted by some 400 people to make this happen but even as they approached completion the king changed his mind again asking for 64 large cannons instead so he went from 36 to 64 the stress of the news is said to have given Heinrich a fatal heart attack well there okay so you know unfortunately there's one down still the endless project continued this time under Heinrich's assistant Hein Jacobson Budgets continued to escalate, the effort continued to expand, and the king continued changing the end goal. In an utterly non-essential addition, a non-essential addition for a gunship, he even asked for some 700 ornate sculptures, which would take a team of expert sculptors more than two years to complete to be attached to the sides, the bulwark, and the, trans, uh, the transom of the ship. And so it was, on August 10th, 1628, the Vasa left the Stockholm port for its maiden voyage, still unfinished, and before it had been properly tested to ensure it could survive the conditions of the high seas. This is amazing. I can actually really relate to this because I wouldn't compromise a very big project that uh, the executive vice president wanted me to compromise. I told her no. I said, I cannot compromise, not without, we have to do the testing, we have to do this. And that's why we had a successful launch. Um, uh, and then he says, uh, so, and so, oh, 
before it had been properly tested to ensure it could survive the conditions of the high seas. Meanwhile, the king had found the time to plan a celebration to commemorate the expedition. There were fireworks, there were foreign diplomats, there was pageantry. As the ship sailed away, the gun ports were open and the guns were pointing out so that they could fire a salute to the dignitaries on shore. Then suddenly a gust of wind caught the sails of the ship, causing the massive vessel to tilt severely over to one side. As the cannons tipped into the sea, water entered through the gun ports. Despite a strenuous all-out effort on the part of the crew, water almost instantly flooded onto the gun deck and into the hold, further destabilizing the ship. Tragically, it took just 50 minutes for the Vasa to completely sink. This took years to construct and 50 minutes for the Vasa to completely sink, taking 53 crew members with it. They died less than three quarters of a mile from the shore. And so the most expensive naval project in Sweden's history sailed less than a mile before being buried in the sea, all because the king had made the project almost impossible to safely complete by constantly redefining what done looked like. If you want to make something hard, indeed truly impossible to complete, all you have to do is make the end goal as vague as possible. That's because you cannot, by definition, complete a project without a clearly defined endpoint. So I I loved this chapter that I had to read this particular part of the story. Things will change in the future, and that's okay. There, That's the flexibility of life. But you have to, you have to approach each project or season with what done looks like and then it can adapt afterwards as well you can optimize of course sometimes during and and also in the way but not but you want an idea of what completing something looks like or you will either end up forever in perfectionism and stagnation or constantly pushing the goalpost you will never get anything done and and i do know something about this (laughs) You know, I used to take a lot longer on things. Now, I do know that I like to work efficiently, so I want to take a few extra moments to define, uh, you know, the strategy, if you will. And I don't want to burn out, but I can get things done efficiently because I know what the end result looks like. So the first thing he, he states, okay, you might be asking, okay, well, what, how do I define what done looks like? Well, number one, you need to establish clear conditions of what done looks like. What are the conditions? What needs to be complete, at least in this phase one? Look at everything as like 1.0, 2.0. Sometimes they even do like 1.5 or 1.1, 1.2. You know, you can have multiple versions, but finish version one first. But what are the clear conditions? And the second thing to ask yourself is, what does getting over the finish line look like for you? And I like that, that Greg McKeown, the author of this book, talks about, he says, this will give your, sub, your conscious and subconscious mind a clear instruction. Things click into gear, and then you can begin charting a course toward the end state. When I know exactly what I want to do and why I want to do it and what it looks like, oh, are you kidding me? I mean, the strategy and execution in me is like 10x because I can actually see all the components and how to put it all together. Now, the pace at which I build might be different, but at least I know exactly what I'm building and I know exactly what done looks like. And then, uh, you know, he gives some examples about vague goals versus what done looks like. So a vague goal, not clear, right? You could say lose weight. What done looks like, I looked out at the wings, I looked out at the weighing scale and see the number 177 staring back at me. Vague goals, walk more. What done looks like, 
Reach 10,000 steps a day on my Fitbit for 14 days in a row. Vague goals. Read more books. What done looks like. On my digital book reader, it will say finished next to War and Peace. Vague goals. Turn in the big report. What done looks like. Type up 12 pages full of concrete examples and actionable advice and be able to picture the customer saying it's terrific. Vague goals. Launch my product. What done looks like. Have 10 beta users try the app for a week and give feedback. Vague goals. Complete podcast episode. What done looks like. The podcast is recorded and the file is uploaded. So you can see the changing of the perspective simply from going from vague to clear. And again, for any of you listening, I, this, is ex- this is a big part of what I did in my, my, the, the free Clarity Master Class, right? The Clarity Crash Course, the uh, reverse engineer your life, work, rest, and play. The link is in the, in the show notes here. Like it has four templates, but that one, three, five, if you do nothing else, that one, three, five, the one page plan inside of that, uh, that workshop, do that one goal, and it makes you be definitive, like what done looks like, three priorities and five tasks for each of those three priorities. So you will know exactly what you are doing and what done looks like. The, the 135 is a perfect exercise in making sure what done looks like. So, and then of course, he also brings up uh, one final point I wanna bring up, which is make a done for the day list that is geared toward meaningful and essential progress. I like how he says that because it it's, um, He's saying a done for the day list is not a list of everything we theoretically could do today or a list of everything we would love to get done. These things will inevitably extend far beyond the limited time available. Now, before I go on, you know, my father, God rest his soul, used to say that too. He was like, son, like your, your to-do list, which I call a get-to-do list. Um, it was, will always, there will always be new things to do in your life and in business. He's like, so know that, that like not everything may get done today, but a lot will, and then there'll be more tomorrow. And you have to kind of figure out what you want to do today and what you want to do tomorrow. And sometimes if you don't get done today, everything, it could always move over into tomorrow. And life is very fluid that way. Now I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that's basically what he said to me. Said, instead, this is a list of what will constitute meaningful and essential progress. As you write the list, one test is to imagine how you will feel once this work is completed. Ask yourself, If I complete everything on this list, will it leave me feeling satisfied by the end of the day? Is there some other important task that will haunt me all night if I don't get to it? If your answer to the second question is yes, that is a task that should go on the done for the day list. So um, I, I really loved this whole chapter and I am a huge proponent of what done looks like. Now, I get it. Um, some of you, and, and it, it was this way for me too. I was very good at doing it for other uh, businesses. And I was also very good at doing it for other people. And I was also very good at doing it for our clients within our digital agency. Now, I had to look in the mirror and do the same thing for me, which is a lot of why I talk about the niche is you because we're the responsible party to have these conversations with ourselves. What does look done look like, Matt? Like, do you have an idea of what that is? Do you know what you want to achieve from all this? What is, what is the, the ecosystem that you're creating? What would you like to create from here? What do those things look like? How will you know when you're done? How will they all work together? 
how are you, you know, and then when I, by the way, when I did that and I started researching infrastructure and how I'm even doing all of like my content and my marketing and my sales, everything, it changed everything. The infrastructure came in like that. The blueprint came in like that. And when you know what you have to execute, it's just game on. And this also goes back to the clarity workshop. Again, the link is in the show notes. If you need, it's a free class, like take it. I'm telling you, um, this is what I do. Uh, you know, when you know the tasks, then you know how to schedule those tasks into your weekly calendar. And so it's nice to know, oh, I know why I'm doing these things. It helps me get to done. Right? So I I have my average perfect day. I know what done looks like. I, I know what I'm doing with my time. I know what my tasks are. And now I'm scheduling those tasks. Well, I'm taking out a lot of the guesswork, aren't I? And by the way, that weekly schedule, which I've referenced countless times on this podcast, yes, it changes. It does change. I look at it every Sunday. Now it's not changing as much each Sunday, because. but I, I, I tweak it each Sunday. I look at it and I go, okay, what can I do differently in the way I flow throughout the days? Where's the flexibility? You have to allow the flexibility of life and change and seeing how you also operate best and you have to optimize yourself so you can, you can reach done faster but you also have to be flexible and have grace and know that this is a process. You are a process. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, they had processes to constantly figure out how to improve to get to their done. And their done were all their championships. And even then, one could argue that they actually had their done was probably even beyond the championships. It was playing for their their lives, playing for their their influence, their responsibilities, their vision. You have to define what done looks like because past a certain point, more effort doesn't produce better performance. It sabotages our performance. So getting clear on what done looks like doesn't just help you finish. It also helps you get started. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, As always, please leave a written review on Apple. It helps expand the awareness of the show. It brings more people to the community. I love telling you guys that. I know you're going to hear it in the end uh, outro here coming up, but it means so much to me that you guys are doing so. And every now and then I even reach out to you guys on the DM or through the the texting app when you reply about the, the latest episode. And I always ask, and I just, I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you as always. Until next episode. I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.